This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast where we party like porn stars, occasionally, literally. My name is Yvette Dontremont, I'm your co-host, and today we're talking about my lovely co-host Alice Vaughn's fun trip to the AVN Awards. Alice! How are you doing and are you still sore? I'm mostly still recovering. (laughs) All the holes are recovering. All the holes have been stretched and filled, mostly with food. Tell me more, tell me more. I get hungry and a girl needs a snack. Wait, wait, what? Food into all holes? Even your ear? I have seven holes. I utilize them however I need to. Don't argue with me. No, no, no. I'm seeing a Night Dream sequel. (laughs) Only if Leroy directs. Leroy, come on, we can do this. You know we can make some avant-garde fucking. I mean, I'm not going to be on camera. No one wants to see that. But So speaking of food porn, I came up with the best idea that I started texting you over the weekend regarding food porn. Yes. And I think this needs to be seasonal, but it can be done. So obviously the queen of anal is Adriana Chechik. Yes. And I mean, I've seen the woman now at this point put... Uh, ping pong balls in her anus plus balls. I mean, five balls in one. I mean, that's just like a hole in one. That's a lot of balls for, like, I feel like, and I'm not criticizing her work. I believe there is room for it in the landscape of pornography. I'm just like, that's where balls go? I never thought of that as a hidey hole for them. Cool. Play peekaboo with them. But look, all I'm saying is what I think should happen, and I think this would fulfill a lot of fetishes and desires, mostly my own, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We're in January. I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. We take a 12-course meal. Work with me on this. We start with the cranberry jelly. We move on to mashed potatoes, get some stuffing stuffed in her, in the anus. Like, we go through the different courses and put them into her anus. Like Mary Poppins, that shit. And then we put a turkey drumstick, put in her butt, and then what comes out is just a clean bone followed by apple pie a la mode. Come on, who wouldn't see that? I would watch it. I'm picturing part of this being done like the way that, you know, that scene in, I think it was the third Austin Powers movie where like they're behind a curtain and it's a silhouette and it looks like they're all reaching. I feel that would be a wonderful part of it. That should happen. I just feel like I'm going to come up with so many ideas that Leroy's going to get sick of me texting him all of them. It's going to say, Alice, please lose my number. Here's the thing. Like, no matter what in the creative process, for every article I write and that has gotten out to the public, there are like five in draft that I got halfway through. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. What was I thinking? Like, I had a sentence. And here's the thing. Some of them might even be good. But because I'm a stand-up comedian with no uh, confidence, I think they're all horrible. Like, you know, that's the creative process. See, you're a stand-up comedian. I have no excuse. I'm just coming up with these ideas. No, no, no. You have an excuse if they're bad. Oh, okay. That's a great point. If mine are bad and I've written funny things for pay, it looks worse. (laughs) Like it's in my branding. Funny person is in big letters on my website. If I fail to be funny, it's like you're false advertising. The FEC is going to be on my ass for that. Good point. Funny person? Really? You said that? Mm -mm. I just pretend to be funny. I think I'm just adorable and I make up for it with my charm. By charm, you mean tits, right? Well, lack thereof. Maybe my ass. They're great. My butt. I am a big fan of tiny pert tits. That is my jam. You know, when I was younger, I used to, a little bit too much information. So Polish people 
really into big tits. I mean, come on, but the Pornhub searches that we read during our year-end review just proved it. Mm. When I was a kid, I don't know why, but my grandmother prayed, and I remember this specifically as a seven, oh eight-year-old, she prayed for me to have big tits. I remember. I can't forget this because I remember being, I don't want to say traumatized, but I remember saying, okay, well, this is what I have to aspire to. Having big tits. I mean, yeah. uh, similarly, I had a, a Jewish grandmother, of course, as a Jew has. And no, my, no, really? <gasps> it's, it's passed through the bloodline. They've never spoken about this in the media. But the height of what you were supposed to do as a good Jewish girl was to get married. So I had my first boyfriend when I was a wee young little Psy babe, I believe freshman year in high school. And the quote from my grandmother was, oh, wedding bells are ringing. Now you won't have to go to college. And she meant it. Oh, she meant it. She was not fucking around with that. I'm like, uh, like that was never an option. That was never a thing that it was like, oh, cool. I have a boyfriend. Fuck my education. I mean, Ooh. some women do go to college for their MRS degree. Yeah. Pass. Uh, it's like, did this happen to you right after college? Did a ton of your girlfriends get married? No, because I mostly had guy friends. I had a mix. And within the first two to three years out, there were a slew of weddings. Then there was the slew of divorces, which made me go, ah, I shouldn't get married in my 20s. You know, what I've never understood understood is if hypothetically you haven't kept in contact with someone since college, five, six, several years have transpired and you, again, haven't had in touch with them, and then they invite you to your wedding. I'm sorry. I'm going to just yeah. pass? No. Don't go. But I had a slew of those and I never understood it. It's like, did you resort to me as a seed filler? Maybe they had a guy friend and they didn't know you were how relationshiped you were. And they were like, I did have that cute lady friend from, maybe Alice could, Alice would come. Maybe that's what they thought. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, that's the thing. Why invite someone you haven't seen in years to your wedding when you're not even going to be able to hang out with them during your wedding? I mean, this is why I eloped. Like every wedding I've been to, like, yeah, there's been fun parts of the wedding. But then there's, a depending on the size of the wedding and the formality of it, bunch of hours of waiting. If, if you're in the bridal party, which I've been in three times, you're stressed. You're spending way too much money. Sometimes you have to travel. Mm -hmm. Like I see very few upsides to the giant fucking monstrosity of weddings that we have today. You can buy a car for what you pay for one day of party. Like the most expensive wedding that I was a bridesmaid in, they were divorced after three years. Yeah. And I mean, you already know my stance on marriage and I'm not going to get married, which is frankly why I planned yours. That was fun. I'm I'm so glad that Michael DP'd you, i.e. Domestic, domestic partnership. You. Also, audience, I legally DP'd someone. I wanted to have a certificate just to prove to my parents that I DP'd someone. Yeah. I was very proud of that. So did you DP Michael or did he DP you? Or is it a mute? Have you done both? <gasps> there are so many questions. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get married. I, I was like, yeah, Derek can put up with me at my craziest. And, and he seems to love me all of those times in between craziest and, and wonderful-ist. So he's pretty neat. I'll keep him. Aww. Yeah. He's a good human. So we should talk about what I did this past week. Yeah. So you went to the AVNs. Well, not only the AVNs. So I went to the AEEs as well, Adult Entertainment Expo. And I know people are wondering, what is that? Well, it's an entire convention that's leading up to the AVN Awards. The AVN Awards 
are the porn Oscars, and they only happen for one night. Everything up until that is a huge convention, and I've been to Exotica before, so I was exceptionally excited to go to this. It's held in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Hotel, and I had already ahead of time contacted a ton of our past guests and friends in the industry, and I anticipated what exactly what I thought was going to happen, which was most of them were going to be busy working because I've done conventions and trade shows for previous jobs. And I know I'm busy as hell and or if I'm not busy as hell, I'm exhausted yeah. and I want to pass out. You've done events. Conferences make me want to hide from humanity. Oh, yeah. So uh, what was fantastic is so we arrived at the hotel Okay, so two things happened. So first off, the hotel I checked in, and I am absolutely going to put this video up for our Patreons because it's fucking hysterical. So there was a jacuzzi in the staircase. What? Like in the staircase in the lobby or in your room? In my room. It was the most misplaced jacuzzi ever. In the staircase. I'm picturing Harry Potter type shit. Imagine like two flights of stairs and in the middle it's, hey, we're going to just put a tub here. And here's the worst part. It was chipped like there was no tomorrow. Um, It looked disgusting, but yet it worked. Wow. Yeah. And this was at the Hard Rock? Oh, no, that was at the Alexis Park. Uh, that was across the street because the Hard gotcha. Rock was charging triple. Oh, of course. Yeah. So most people stay at the Alexis Park because it's just more affordable that way. And yeah. it's literally across the street. Yeah. I mean, whenever I stay in Vegas, like I have my, my select hotels that I'm like, I know I can sleep on the beds here. <laughs> Yeah, I had to get a refund for that place because the jacuzzi was that oh, bad. Jesus. Again, if you're a Patreon, you will get to see this. Patreon.com slash two girls one mic. See the jacuzzi that Alice ran away from. <laughs> I will still, every time I'm in Vegas, uh, stay at the Rio just because it's the one place where I can, I know I can get a good night's sleep on the beds there. Mm. But yeah, so the first person I saw when I went to the Hard Rock, and I can't make this up, so I went to the press room and I saw Ella Darling. <gasps> How poetic is that? And you did not FaceTime me? We're not friends anymore. Aww. I'm just kidding. How do I tell, tell? I want to hear. I grabbed her and held her for a solid two minutes while one of my friends was in the background just staring at us. <laughs> and I didn't care. You were there with Ella and your friend was, was shocked. Was just standing there in the background because I'm a dick and I don't introduce people. But... <laughs> What was fantastic was in the first 45 minutes, I ran into Ella, I ran into Sin, I ran into Nina. I mean, how insane is that? Yeah. I have to ask, because we had such a fun time talking to Nina on here. Nina, I don't know if you ever tune into this, but you're one of few humans who's ever out talked to me. So now I'm just curious, <laughs> how talkative was she in person? <laughs> I think I ambushed her a little because one of my... Okay, in my defense, um, one of my friends pointed her out and she was carrying her suitcase and she looked fantastic in a gorgeous leotard and fishnets. Oh my God. She's amazing. I mean, I was just stunned to see her. Wow. So I... I was like, ah, Dina, and I Alice'd her. <laughs> <laughs> you are a verb sometimes. I can be. You are. Unless there is a leash, you are. I mean, I won't say no to a leash. Hello. I might have two. Moving on. I have a collar. <laughs> Will they, won't they? Will they, won't Will they? Will they, won't they? <laughs> One day we're going to find a slash fic on the internet about us. And that I think other than if we ever get to host the AVNs, that will be my other we have made it 
moment. I want fan fiction of us. I mean, technically it would be slash fic. Are you familiar with slash fic? What's slash fic? Okay. So for our audience who is less nerdy than me, so I only found out about slash fic because my sibling partakes in this community, either through writing or reading it, because uh, it's, it's kind of like fan fiction. Only you take two characters who are written by the author as straight and you have them in your writing. They are in a homosexual relationship. And it was called originally slash fic because I believe the first one was Kirk slash Spock and it was written with just a backslash. So that's why it's called slash fic. I'm praying for the day that it'll be Alice slash Yvette or Yvette slash Alice. However you want to slash us. I I want to hear what our couple name is. I mean, which one of us would be the top and which would be the bottom? Actually, our audience already knows. Let's be frank. You're the one who's more dominating in life. So let's get honest. Things reverse in the bedroom. Exactly. Would our couple name be Alvette? Yves. Yves. Off the Yves. Right in. What is our couple name? Don Travon. Ooh, Don Travon. Oh. One day when we uh, run our own parody porn corporation, Don Travon Pictures. If you have a better couple name for us, uh, email us at info at two girls one mic. We want to know what is our couple name? Someone's going to come up with a much more clever one than us, I'm sure. Please do. We are tired. My week this week, and I feel so bad, I'm way behind on my writing for self because I'm a columnist over there. And I'm pouring through uh, statistics on life expectancy and like there's nothing more simultaneously uplifting and depressing than looking through causes of death. Aww. Yeah, so this has been my week and why I'm like, I need to get to the podcast. This is so much less blech. True. This is the best part of the week. So this is why my brain brain is tapped out of funny right now. I'm I'm giving you all I can find. And there's what I'm saying. Like mortality data blows. Let's just go back to blowing. So back to the AVNs, as, as we were saying. So let me explain what I saw on the showroom floor. I want to say at least half of the AVNs was a lot of models uh, and talent uh, signing autographs, taking photos. And that's the thing. When you are a talent, when you're a porn star, one of the ways you make your money is by signing photos and selling clips on the spot, selling product and things like that and promoting yourself because you are your own business. So that is one way to pay for your porn and support your actors and actresses. And it was so fun because you saw tons of people taking photos with their favorites. Other things I saw were tons of toys. We're going to cut straight to the fucking chase on this one, girl. There's a video of you writing a thing that looks like a Sivian and taking it and cranking it from zero to 11. And you look like you're having a great time. Describe that experience for us of coming in front of however many thousands of people have seen that. And if you didn't orgasm, I'm going to call a lie on that because even if you didn't, you had a great time. And you have a pretty delightful O face, I must say. I did have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) It was a company called Motor Bunny. Motor Bunny, please sponsor us. I'm in talks with them, so hopefully they could hook us up. A motor bunny, if you're listening to this, we've been promoting the shit out of you. So come on. Just kind of accidentally by virtue of you, I guess, making a thing that makes Alice make that. I've never seen her make that face. And we've been in some weird situations. I'm just saying. Well, you could. Well, they won't. They Moving on. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So there is this company called Motor Bunny. They have a toy where if you're a lady... You sit on it, and uh, they have different attachments. The one specifically I sat on was so it uh, makes your downstairs tingle. They do have ones where they have insertables, which can uh, rotate. They're coming out with, I believe, thrustables as well. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's like a sit-on sex robot. Yeah. Friend of the show, Billy Presida, was telling me that, and I was interested. 
Now, how does the vibration level compare to, say, a Hitachi? Does it feel like a full, like, remember the horse that you used to jump over in gym class? Does it feel like that only with Hitachi level vibrations directed at your clit? That is a great question. So it's more molded towards your bottom. Yes. So a lot more comfortable to sit on, especially since, you know, it is hitting the good parts of your vulva. So they put a towel over it. And then bear in mind, I was also wearing jeans. So I had a lot to work through on this video. Uh, Again, you can see the video online. We're also going to link it in this episode. So that way you could just click and see the YouTube of it. But I start off at a five because I need to feel it through my pants and through this towel. Did you feel that starting off at a five was too high or or just fine given the amount of stuff between the two of you? Considering the amount of stuff I had between me, it was a good place to start. Gotcha. You felt it, but you weren't like... Yeah, it wasn't uncontrollable yet. You can hear me squeak at an eight. I remember that moment. Suddenly there was this audible and you kind of fell forward. Like not off the thing, but you're like, I need to cover up how I'm doing on this and contract my body so that this doesn't get wetter. So here's the funny part. People were asking, they were like, did you go to a, a 10 or 11? And if you watch the video, you hear me try squeaking out a 10 and 11, but it's fairly inaudible. I think I saw you getting to a 10. I don't remember anything past 11 with you saying it because I'm sitting there going, did she get to an 11 or did she just? The answer is yes. How? Speaking was not my strong suit. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So not a screamer with orgasms. Got it. Or at least not on the middle of a Not in front of five. 100 plus people. You know, it could have gotten you a job offer. Location, location, location. You were in the right place at the right time to have a screaming orgasm in front of a thousand people, Alice. I did have actually a number of people who thought I was talent. I'm flattered. There are worse things to have yourself confused for at a convention full of beautifully dressed up adult film actors. Now, that said, if you see someone who is talent, there are things to do and things not to do. And I'll tell you the ones definitely not to do. (laughs) Oh, let's, yeah, let's hear that. So at one point I was at the AVN Awards, which we'll have to get through in a second because we'll have to talk about how I snuck onto the main floor. I was recording our friend Aton, who came out with Hamilton. I was recording to see if he won because they really at the show only announced about 17, 18 winners. And then for the rest of the 50 plus awards, whatever it is, uh, they go through in a screen and they announce one by one. Kind of like how the Oscars should do it if they want anyone to watch. Exactly. And right after I I was finished with that, there was this guy who was trying to distract me initially. And he was like, are you a model? I was like, no, no, I'm press. And I was waving him off. And then as soon as I was done and I got the clip, I was excited. I was, I put my phone down. I was like, yes, I got it. I was so excited that I saw my friend win a freaking AVN award. Yeah. We're so proud of you, Aiden. We love you. We're happy for you. It was incredible. But then this guy comes up, the same one who was trying to distract me before, and he essentially slides his hand from between my shoulder blades down to my lower back. I've never met this guy before. Don't do that. Don't touch women that haven't said, you can put your hands on me. No, 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 no. That's bad form, especially at a place where it's like, you know, here's the thing. I don't care if you think I'm a sex worker. Who gave you the right to touch me? Yeah. No matter what you think when you see someone, if you think they are a sex worker, if you're at a convention like the AVNs, everyone deserves bodily autonomy. And if you think someone's a sex worker who will go home with you for the night, you don't get to make that assumption. 
you don't. That's not cool. No. So, of course, I turned around and I said to him, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> I know you told me this already that you didn't have a drink, but I just, I picture you with a martini glass in your hand just push into his face. That's the kind of classy lady you are. Yeah, I did the next best thing and I unhinged my jaw in the least sexual way. I feel like you with a jaw unhinged is always sexual, Alice. Fair enough. But okay, so going back to convention before I get to the actual AVN awards. Uh, so the convention itself, full of sex toys, full of amazing vendors. I saw Wood Rocket there and saw Leroy, of course. They had some fantastic props, including from their puppet movie that they won an AVN for, as well as from Fortnite and 10-Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, So it was really exciting. They had some fantastic actors to meet. I love Tommy Pistol, by the way. I'm so excited for him to come on the show. He was freaking hysterical. So were most of the people that I met. Porn people are my favorite people. They're just so welcoming. And then out of the blue, on the last day of the convention, I saw Stormy Daniels. Let's talk about this because I saw that picture of my, I had two thoughts. One <gasps> and two podcast. And I know two is, is three is, sploosh. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that was just between you and me. God, Alice. But like, I know one is, <gasps> tell me about the, <gasps> and we'll discuss the podcast later, but tell me about the, <gasps> yeah. So I had some friends in town and they mentioned, hey, Stormy's over there signing books. I turned, I saw her and bear in mind, there was a short line. I don't think there were more than like eight people in line because what? they didn't realize she was there. Oh my God. In all seriousness, because she was sitting down and she was signing. Yeah. So most people had no idea. If she'd been like on a main stage somewhere, like she would have been mobbed. Oh, that's not even a question. Yeah. Which is probably why she, well, then again, this is also the AVNs and it's where the people who were going to go for porn stars in general are going. So she's, she's kind of insulated by being around her people, which is nice. And what was really nice and smart of her part was she had actually, I don't know if it was her bodyguard or hired help, uh, where if someone was going to have a photo with her, they made sure that that person was not putting their hands where they weren't supposed to. Good. Because let's be honest, unfortunately, as much as we don't want people to do that, you have to still protect yourself. I mean, especially if you're in the position she's in with having such a high public profile right now. We love you, Stormy. Uh, We hope that the hate mail drops down soon, Mm. eventually, one day. So what did I do? I paid to get a book signed. Uh, She saw my laminated uh, press pass and she saw the two girls on mic and she said, oh, I love that. (gasps) Told her about the podcast and she told me who to get in touch with. So crossing my fingers, hopefully we could get her on the show. I feel like if we get her on the show, the best thing we can possibly do is not say a fucking word about her one time 45 second meetup with that guy that we know about. I think that would be a good idea. The best I said was, I hope you take the fucker down. She seemed to enjoy that. And she's stunning in person. Yeah, the picture you send out. We've seen a zillion pictures of her now in the media, right? The picture you send over me, just a quick snap of her, like that was better than any of the pictures I've seen of her in mainstream media. She's beautiful. She really is. I don't know what else to say. It's just she is drop dead gorgeous. This is not a sucking up to get you to come on the podcast, but it, it is a sucking up if it's working. I mean, I will suck a lot of things. 
those beautiful boobs. Moving on. Okay. It's been really fascinating to watch how porn and culture and politics have gotten so intermingled in the last couple of years. It's interesting that people have tried to shame us for having a porn cast, but at the same time, people have kind of leveraged these very anti-porn sentiments against the people in porn, but not against the people who enjoy it or the people who are sleeping with porn stars. And I think that just speaks to our values and how we don't value uh, the women who work in the industry more than the men. And it's exceptionally true. And it's really unfortunate that we don't value the performers and their work, because if we did, we would care more about decriminalization and their health. Another thing that they had that was going on was actually they had a number of seminars at the AEEs. Mm. And I didn't catch a number of seminars, although they had conversations ranging everywhere from the future in porn, technology, how the industry is changing. One I sat in on was the stigma regarding HIV still within the industry, which is really interesting. And all the different systems that are in place for those uh, who participate in anal or, you know, who have HIV or want to protect themselves. Because much like if you have birth control uh, to protect from pregnancy, there are systems in place that, you know, to prevent from contracting HIV. And they're exceptionally effective to the point where... It's called the PASS system that they have for the the every two weeks testing. Here's the question. I mean, I saw a comment on... uh, I believe it was Mercedes Carrera's um, Twitter page about somebody asking about HIV positive performers. Are there any people who are HIV known to be HIV positive performers currently in the industry that have a non-detectable viral load? Or is that just completely not a thing that happens? That's a great question. I don't know. I would love to get some people from that because I didn't take enough notes, I'll be frank with you. That is an episode in itself regarding the stigma as well as discussion of the past system and how you're frankly safer to nowadays with the technology having sex with someone who has, I know this is going to sound crazy, having sex who has HIV while you're protected versus someone who you don't know whether or not they have HIV or not, because frankly, most people just make the assumption that they're clean. Yeah. I mean, at this point, because of how good the medications have gotten, when someone has a a non-detectable viral load, like given the advent of PEP and PrEP, I'm not saying go ahead and go out and have all the unprotected sex. Please have protected sex. But the people that have have HIV now, have it so well managed, at least in the developed world, uh, that it's not the threat that we think it is. And especially in the porn universe, they are tested so incredibly often that they haven't had, I believe, an outbreak in over a decade. But yet the stigma persists even within the industry that if you perform potentially with people. I mean, that's the thing. There's no, or very little, there's very few crossover performers that do gay porn and straight porn. It's not a thing for this stigma because you will get blacklisted, unfortunately. You know what's weird about it? It's funny because the American Red Cross still won't let uh, homosexual men give blood. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird that uh, the porn industry, knowing that these men are passing their tests every two weeks, knowing that they're they're coming up negative, knowing that they're doing all the right things, they're still treating them with a policy that most people 
think the Red Cross's policy is backwards and old. So I, I hope the porn industry catches up on this. Now, I, I get it. No one has to have sex with anyone they don't want to. But at the same time, getting blacklisted for the type of porn you do, that's kind of, it's contributing to bisexual erasure. And as a, as a woman who likes anyone, no matter what your genitalia is, if I like your personality, you're cool. I'm not okay with that. I have so many questions about why that's a thing. So that's going to be a follow-up episode in itself. Aside from all of the fantastic people I met and having an episode uh, with all of those people. Quick side note, if you're someone in the industry who's willing to come on and talk about the stigma against uh, having sex with somebody who does gay porn, please email us info at twogirlsonemike.com. We would love to have some opinions from that from either direction. Anyway. Lastly, one thing I saw a lot of was I saw a ton of uh, life-size dolls. Oh my God. I think I saw the video of the butt. Of me fisting the butt or me two-fingering? I saw you uh, shocking it. Bowling balling? Oh, okay. I do love the term bowling ball. It's, yeah. I'll forever remember my ex who I will just uh, call Kate because that's not her name. There was a picture of her that I captioned, Kate is a bowling ball. Well, uh, memories. Our patrons will definitely have the videos of <laughs> me doing some horrendous things to a butt. My favorite though was while I was, um, what did you say? The shocker. Oh, while I was shocking the butt, Emery was recording it and I was laughing hysterically. He's like, that's right. It's not fun if, unless you're crying. The, what, what was the old phrase? The lap dance isn't fun unless a stripper is crying. If, there's a song called that, I think, which is... Got to pay for college somehow. Oh, humiliation porn. It's a thing. It is a thing. What else did I do? Uh, You ran into Sylvia Sage, one of our guests. I ran into Sylvia Sage at AAVNs. So let me explain how the AVNs work. Uh, So there's a red carpet, which unfortunately I felt a little nauseous prior to going to the award show. So I missed the red carpet, but uh, they have two entrances, one for your stars and talent and your floor level guests, and then for your fleeps, like myself. And like me when I go next year. Yeah. But don't worry, I guess I'll help you sneak in and or maybe all of our friends will help us. Figure we'll make it. Cross our fingers. So there's a separate entrance where they take you up to an escalator and you go all the way to the top to the balcony uh, section. And there's a bar there. But what I noticed was there was a staircase that was leading all the way downstairs to the floor bar area. And there were photos of me dolled up. And if you follow our Facebook page and or our Patreon, uh, you would see Alice was dressed to the nines. And by the way, holy shit can porn stars dress. They know how their bodies look. They know how to decorate them. They also have pretty stunning bodies to start with. And it's, it's, that doesn't hurt. Oh, no. So the fact is that these women were dressed way better than the ones you see at the Oscars. That's not even a joke. They were gorgeous. So I went all the way downstairs. I see the bar. And then all you see is this one guy with with little rope. And I just motioned that I had to get through. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Assuming I'm talent. I'll take it. I've learned some things in life. If you just, I forget who told me this, but it's not not true. If you just kind of act like you're supposed to be there, people don't question it. That's exceptionally true. 
And while I was at the bar, I ran into uh, Kai Bailey and Ella Darling and Sylvia Sage. You ran into Kai Bailey? So if you don't know who Kai Bailey is, Kai Bailey, friend of the show, or soon to be on the show as well, he was in the Alex Jones video, the one where, uh, you know, everyone was like, is Alex Jones watching trans porn? That was Kai's video. We're looking forward to having Kai on. It's going to be an entertaining conversation. Oh, my God. And uh, he does the best Alex Jones impression. So I almost want him to do do the entire feature episode as Alex Jones. Oh, my God. I don't know if our re- can our listeners I keep calling them our readers because I I know you people if you will watch a porn for the plot you are readers I'm sure of it I feel like I wouldn't want to listen to dear readers I wouldn't want to assault their ears with they're turning the frigging frog skin you know for a full hour that seems mean. Eh. I don't know. But I am looking forward to the impression. That's an interesting way to accidentally get notoriety. Absolutely. We had a performance by Cardi B. That was fun. And like I mentioned, I mean, there was only really 17 awards that were given out. You know, you had winners from Charlotte Stokely, Manuel Ferreira won for Best Male of the Year. His (sighs) wife, uh, Caden Cross, won for Best Director. What a fucking power couple, by the way. I love that the wife is the director and like we've heard from a decent number of women now that he's the one they want to do a scene with. I'm like, hmm. I kind of dig all the little implications behind that. I mean, you know, good relationship with the wife. She's a good director. The porn sets run well uh, when both of them are on that. Like, there are a lot of good implications behind that. I mean, I believe she also founded Trenchcode X, the website, which values high quality pornography. I prefer seeing my porn in HD. That's all I'm saying. I am on the fence about HD porn because you know what? Like I can see my wrinkles across my fuzzy camera screen. These porn stars work very, very hard to keep every square inch of their body, of their skin looking as beautiful as possible. But I feel bad for anyone who has to look at at a screen of themselves and go, oh, I had a zit there. Like that's the one thing that that HD makes me go, "Eh, maybe we've gone too far. She values high production quality, as do I. I will take it. I will never say no to higher production quality. It's just an observation, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that evening was great. Um, By the way, throughout my... Yeah? And you saw Lena Paul from somewhere betwixt across the room? I saw Lena Paul across the room giving out an award. I also happened to see... Oh, and this was rather funny. So I saw uh, Daddy Avenatti. (gasps) I have a video of it, actually, I should send you. It was funny because he was trailing behind Stormy as if she was the leader and he was following along. I'm just saying that is the relationship I see in that. That seems like the dynamic. I mean, you could read it from the body language. I'll go for that. That was fun. But yeah, I also happened to personally, after Manuel won that award... I took a photo with him. With Manuel? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's He looks handsome as always. You look almost oh. as happy as you did on the motorized cum-a-majigger. I'm just saying. I looked as almost as happy as I was on your wedding day. Aww. I think you were that happy on my wedding day, not because I was getting married for a second time to the same man in two weeks, uh, but because you were done planning it. <laughs> That weekend was very stressful for everyone involved. Fair enough. It was a fun little wedding ceremony in which there were streamers thrown. I had to give a talk in my wedding dress for that to happen. Oh my God. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, and then throughout that entire weekend, I met some fantastic people who were able to hook me up and get me into the sweet parties. Oh, yeah. But it was funny because I was snuck into one of those parties where supposedly you're supposed to see people having sex at the sex party, and yet I didn't see people having sex at the sex party. Here's the thing. Now, I'm just going to keep calling our listeners readers. Dear reader, I apologize for your delicate ears, because once upon a time, I was a younger, more cavalier sci-babe. The place where I found parties where you could see live people having sex, as opposed to dead people, where you could see live, like people were just getting, they were banging in the hotel room and there was a party. Nerd conventions. Late night at nerd conventions. That's so true. Aresia, I'm looking at you. Yeah, that was my gateway drug. But I went to nerd conventions because I was like, oh, I'm going to find other people to talk to about science. I didn't realize that I was going to walk into a gangbang later, which, you know, they were well supplied with condoms. I will give them that. But the first time you see one of these, it's very... uh, It's different. It's very, it's kind of like I'm making this analogy and it doesn't fully cover it. But like, think about the first time you met a celebrity who was like a really big celebrity who you'd seen on TV for a long time and then seeing them in person and talking and like, you're like, it seems like they're, it's not real, right? It's like going from watching porn of a gangbang to be like, that's the change. It's like, this is visceral. This is here in my, I can smell the sex noises. I mean, like, yeah, I did just cross those. It is a very strange thing to walk in on. So I'm just saying (laughs) next year for the AVNs, I'll happily hold your hand to one of those. Or my hair. I'm bringing you on a leash. I won't stop you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fun story. So I used to live in in New Hampshire, Massachusetts area. In Massachusetts, there, at least at the time, I don't know if it's changed, there was a law that leading someone from one room to the next on a rope or on a basically on a leash constitutes kidnapping. I believe that is only in a public space. I'm not sure if that's in the home or not, but one of the reasons why uh, a lot of people who threw fetish and kink type things, you know, it's places where you can go and buy a lot of fun, wacky toys. They tended to steer clear of Massachusetts and we would have them, they would be held in uh, in Providence or up in the Portsmouth area in New Hampshire because of the legalities of putting someone on a leash amongst other things in Massachusetts. So thank God for Vegas. Does that count for a certain age? Uh, it's Because they put children on leashes nowadays. Oh, dear. I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, my. And I think if it's your own child, it can't be kidnapping if you have custody of the child. As much as I keep asking, Derek, if I can adopt you, I don't have custody. What if you have power of attorney over someone? Then you kind of have custody over them. Lawyers write in info at two girls one mic. How can we get around this loophole? I just want to know, like, if I if Alice writes off power of attorney for me, can I lead her on a leash in Massachusetts? Can I put a temporary adoption on her so I can lead her on a leash? Do I have to have a note on my chest or something? Here's the thing. You can be led in a leash, like, on the street, which, you know, would be weird but fun. You can be led in a private residence, I believe. But if it is a public place from one room to the next, I believe it's a very strange fucking rule. And it's very uh, specifically worded. But they warned us one night. I was in a very strange fashion show. This is where you guys are finding out way more about me than you ever uh, planned on. So I was in a fashion show (laughs) at a uh, fetish club. Normally, it was called Machine in Boston. So anyone who's listening from Boston is going, what? 
you were there. Okay, I was I was in various states of undress on each of these two times that I was on stage at this thing, but one of them, I was wearing a latex uh, jacket and I was being led on a leash by the dominatrix uh, Lilith Asteros. She's a wonderful, good friend of mine. She was actually an AVN Award nominee for, I think, Best Short Clips. Nice. So, But yeah, Lilith is wonderful and amazing. And she was leading me on the stage and me and another model by a chain. And I believe they had to chain us after. I could be misremembering, but I believe they, they weren't allowed to chain chain us and lead us from backstage. Like they had to put the chains after we were hmm. on the stage and ready to go. Interesting. Weird little laws like that. I, I think about that and think what happened that made us have to have that law. Something tricked that up. It might be so that if somebody wants to prosecute, they have a way of defining what kidnapping is. If you have a weird sex law in your county and or state, write to us at info at twogirlsonmike.com. We want to know. And if I'm getting this law in Massachusetts completely fucking wrong or if I'm misremembering, because, you know, I've done some drugs since I moved to California. It's possible. Please, please tell me. I I am always open to correction and to just misremembering because the human mind does things. But that's a definite (laughs) thing I remember about mass being harder for those. So thank God for Vegas. Yeah. So I think every night, I know this sounds crazy because, you know me, I'm an old woman who goes to bed at like, what, 10 o'clock at night? We have different things we're old women on. Like when you go out, you party. I'm just always in up till four in the morning. I stayed up until 3 a.m. Vegas time. Babushka, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Which is what time on the East Coast when Alice is supposed to be waking up. Oh, damn. (laughs) So basically you were staying up till the same time that almost I do. I'm so proud. <laughs> there are a few reasons why I didn't go this year. One, uh, right now, as dear reader, as you know, I am in the process of moving to another continent more than likely. And it's one of those, if I don't move, it is it will be very surprising. And I just have to be available to take off for that. I didn't know when we were planning uh, this trip or when Alice was planning this trip, if I was going to be available or not which was shitty and I would have loved to have gone. The other reason, which kind of happened incidentally, I was so sick last week I was hospitalized. So it was not fun. Just a warning for your health. If you're shitting liquid for a month, go before the month mark hits. That's all I'm saying. That is my suggestion for your health. I was at the point where I was curled up in a ball of misery last week, but Alice's clips of her riding the, uh, the, what was, what was it again? The motor bunny. Yeah. It's, I keep thinking it's going to be a more complicated name than motor bunny, but. I personally think that if we ever do a live show, either one of two things should happen. Either we sit on them while audience members ask us questions or Audience members have to sit on them while they ask us questions and we control that. This reminds me of a date that I went on and it gives me a, an idea. So I went on this date with a guy who was, uh, you know, sexually off the beaten track uh, and he had taken uh, a, a vibrating device, we're going to phrase it like that, that could fit inside my underwear and had connected it to a Bluetooth to his phone. So anytime his phone rang or anytime someone said anything into it, it buzzed vibrated. Uh, So my thought on that is whoever is on the thing, they have to remain non-reactionary, at least in their voice, and somebody else is controlling it. And they don't know when it's going to turn on or when it's going to go higher. Great. I think that could be fun. Like we were going to an event every so often, all of a sudden I'd be like, and just there was a little, a little shock that I wasn't expecting there. I'm just saying it's amusing. <laughs> I wouldn't be against someone doing that to me with the motor buddy. Uh, so I think, I mean, let me put it this way. I could sum it up with this was 
an incredible four days that I spent at this convention. I was there from Thursday to Sunday. I mean, for me, it was extra amazing just basically being able to see all my friends, meet new people, just have a fantastic time and just being so engrossed in the industry and learning so much. This has been just such a fantastic and welcoming community. And I feel like we've only scratched the surface. Yeah. It's like, I feel like we got here two days ago and everyone's like, come, you're part of the family. It's been, thank you for for life. You like us. You really like us. We we, we dig you guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been having a great time watching your material and we're glad that you like our little gig of making jokes about your material. So, So thank you. Thank you, people who take off your clothes and do wonderful things for work. We're digging it. Absolutely. And I have to say, though, um, the entire Avianza award show, man, that is fitspo. I mean, now I just want to go to the gym and look like those people. I was about to say, like, I, yeah, I saw the pictures. Jesus Christ. I mean, they're, they look good in, in poor. There's nothing that doesn't make you think they're going to look that good in person. But then when you see really fit people in person, it kind of drives home to you, even if you're at a healthy weight, that you're like, oh, that's what going to the gym for two hours a day does to you. That's how you get muscles that can hump for three hours a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, I can, I'm good if I get a good eight minutes out of those quads. I'm just saying. Yeah, I've never been more motivated to go to the gym after that event. Jesus. I can see why it would be motivating to anyone who sees these people who are look like they're having a great time and are in wonderful shape. Absolutely. So that kind of wraps up, you know, my take on the AVNs, AEs. If you have additional questions, things you're curious about, what I saw, people I met, things I may have found out, feel free to contact us at info2girlsonmike.com. I'll be happy to answer any questions, but I highly recommend going. Honestly, I had a fantastic time. Even if it's just for one day, at least start off with, you know, a local exotica. Uh, They do a traveling event. I think it's in either four or six cities in most major cities uh, if you can't make it to Vegas. But, you know, if you can, then next year plan for January to go to Vegas and check this out for a day. You really won't regret it. Yeah, I wish I'd been there. The one thing, though, (laughs) I will say is I wish more women were there because the thing is the majority talent was women. I'll never forget, I went with my friend to a club on one of the first nights there, and we initially didn't go in because there was a long line. We came back and we're like, oh, hey, let's check this place out now. We went inside, and I was glad I went in with another guy because I looked around, and I looked like a snack. It was 98% men. There was maybe like two women like dancing, a couple scattered about, and then just like me. So I said, "Um, we're leaving. I wouldn't be surprised if the people who buy tickets to the AVNs are mostly guys. Women, you're going to have a fucking great time. Just go. Just go. And if you're a single woman, I mean, seriously, I've never, I'm not saying that most of the men actually did not look bad. I'll tell you that right now. Maybe it's that I'm old. Maybe it's, then again, you know what? People go to Vegas to have a good time. Fuck, go and party like a porn star. Have a good, do life. Do the thing. Go to the porn awards. Just go. You might end up coming on a motor bunny in front of however many thousands of people have watched that clip, and you'll have a great time. And you might end up licensing it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not saying that's a thing I did, but it's absolutely a thing I did. Did you license it to the company or to I'm not going to say to whom, but I absolutely ended up licensing it out because it became that popular. (laughs) 
well, now I want to try the product. Jesus. All right. Well, how about this? Let's get a sponsorship from them first before we continue promoting them. Motor Buddy, email us. Only one half of the two girls on this one mic have, have tried this, and it's... It's very sad. (laughs) Guys, thanks for joining us on our little porncast today. Uh, We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.